What's going on guys? Austin here and in this video we are going to be taking a look at the extra points week two unimpeachable perfect power rankings. This is the complete list. Nobody needs to go to ESPN. Nobody know, needs to go to NFL Network. Nobody needs to go to any of these sources. I've got your list right here. We're going to start with the bottom of the barrel. We have the worst eight teams in the NFL. We've got the Colts at the bottom, the tie against the Texans, and a loss to the Jaguars. Uh, two more teams that are in this level. It doesn't really get much worse than that. Um, the Panthers, a couple of ugly losses. You have a loss to the Browns without Deshaun Watson. You've got a loss to the Giants, a team that's not even on this list uh, in these eight anymore. Uh, the Bears, honestly, one of the worst teams in football and one of the most uh, – self-sabotaging teams I've ever seen. Uh, I've never seen a team with a young quarterback with so much talent that they've tried to support less. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, their defense looks so much better than it has in years past. Their two first-round picks in Devin Lloyd and the number one overall pick, can't even think of his name, um, Walker, Trayvon Walker. It's worked out. Uh, in Houston, Houston seems to have a couple of decent players at a couple of decent positions. Davis Mills is a good quarterback considering he was taken in the fourth round as a rookie, didn't really start much in college, kind of came out of nowhere. And it's like he's been playing well enough for them to be in these games. Uh, the Texans, they probably lose to, you know, 25, 26, seven teams uh, any Sunday, but there's a chance that they're always going to be in the game. Seattle, uh, they have enough stars. They've got Quandre Diggs. They've got DK Metcalf. They've got Tyler Lockett. Uh, Geno Smith is an incredibly accurate quarterback, and he knows how to use this team to their strengths. The offensive line is a lot better than, you know, some of you guys may have realized. Uh, the Titans, the Titans are a team who I've never seen a fall off this sharp, and I really hope that they turn it around just because it would be really sad if, Derrick Henry's last real season as a starting running back was half of 2021. Uh, we'll see if they can get it together. They have played um, a weird schedule where they barely lose to the Giants and they got their butt kicked by the Bills. I think there's still hope for this team. I still think they can win the division, um, seeing that all four AFC South teams are on this list and they're the highest of 26. And then we have the Falcons at 25. Uh, the Falcons are 2-0 against the spread, but they're 0-2 uh, in real football. Uh, kind of like the Lions were last year at the beginning of the season. They seem to cover the spread on every single week. They just couldn't grind out the wins. It was something missing. Um, Marcus Mariota is a lot better quarterback than you guys realize. Uh, we're going to see how he can incorporate Cordero Patterson and uh, Kyle Pitts and Drake London. So far, it's just kind of been Drake London. Uh, but we'll see. This is the bottom of the barrel. Moving on, we have the eight below average teams. These are teams where you wouldn't be shocked if any one of them lost a game to the bottom of the barrel. And you wouldn't be shocked if they beat a team in the above average category. But this is about where they are. You don't really expect them to be great. The Browns, uh, the you know, the worst teams out here. The worst of the teams out here, should I say. Um you can't lose to the Jets. You can't be up 13 points with a minute and a half left and lose to the Jets. Uh, you know, the roster isn't as good as it used to be. 
they need Deshaun Watson back because their weapons aren't as diverse as they once were. And the defense absolutely needs the support of, you know, putting up 35 points a game. The Jets, I put them just above them. I love the Jets' weapons. The Jets have three wide receivers uh, that could easily go for 100 yards and a touchdown on any given day. They've got two uh, running backs that are definitely going to be competing back and forth. I'm not, I wouldn't even say competing with each other, but they're they're both on that same level as, you know, like a Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, uh, A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, like just two guys that can really do a lot well and can play on the field at the same time. We'll see what they can do when Zach Wilson comes back. The New England Patriots, um, one of the weirdest teams in the NFL. They've got, uh, you know, Parker and Myers and, ah, geez, I can't really think of who they are. Uh, Bourne, Kendrick Bourne, uh, Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, Ramondre Stevenson. They've got so many just average guys. Uh, Their offensive line isn't as good as it used to be. And their defense, while it's good, it, I don't, I think it's being propped up by playing two okay quarterbacks, um, two below-average quarterbacks, honestly. Um, and we'll see what they do moving forward. But right now, it's really just it's really just Bill Belichick, you know, propping the defense up to life. Uh, that's why they're here. <clears throat> the Dallas Cowboys somehow they got a win without Dak Prescott. Uh, you know, Cooper Rush beating the Bengals. Honestly, it's just one of the weirdest games I've ever seen. Not a lot really needs to be said about it. They have, I would say, I would say that the Dallas Cowboys have a star player at every position, uh, but with as weak of an offensive line as they have and as depleted of an off depleted of a set of offensive weapons as they have right now, it's going to be very difficult for them to beat any teams above them. The Raiders, I believe that they can be better than this, but right now they aren't playing up to their ability. They have a really good pass rush. They've got an amazing set of weapons, Derek Carr and uh, Josh Jacobs. They need to play better. Uh, maybe, I mean, the receivers need to play better too. And honestly, I feel like this all falls on the feet of Josh McDaniels and the coaching staff. We'll see what they can do. Uh, but for now, the Raiders underachieving, they're going to be at 20. And the Giants, who I think this is probably about where they're going to peak all season is 19. They are overachieving to the max. They have wide receivers that I like. Obviously, they've got Saquon Barkley, but I don't like their offensive line. I really don't like anybody on their defense. It's still the expensive defense that they spent a ton of money on from a few years ago. Um, But right now, Brian Dable is getting the most out of Daniel Jones, and it seems to be working rather well. Um, But I doubt that they they can get any higher than 17 at the max, but 19 is probably where they're going to peak. The Cardinals, they, they're they they're another team that they feel like the Raiders are underachieving. Um, they, they didn't put up a fight at all against the Chiefs, and they were dead for, you know, two and a half, three quarters against the Raiders. Um, now they have they have all the weapons in the world that they need. They've got, you know, A.J. Green and Rondell Moore and Zach Ertz and Christian Kirk uh, – not Christian Kirk, um, Marquise Brown. Christian Kirk is in Jacksonville. And – uh, James Conner and then you know DeAndre Hopkins is going to be coming back uh, in about four weeks so you know this team has all the pieces it's just whether or not Kyler can put it together he seems like he is less interested in playing quarterback than he is um, and you know becoming great to me he he feels like he feels like a Carl Anthony Towns 
of, of football where he's got all the talent and all the pieces and he could easily become one of, if not the best player at his position, just because of his physical talent, he could, he could potentially be the fastest quarterback in the league. He's got, you know, he's faster than Patrick Mahomes. He's got a stronger arm than Lamar Jackson and he's got all the weapons he needs. It's just, he hasn't done it yet. And then in Washington, we've got Carson Wentz and the commanders who I really thought they were going to beat the Detroit Lions. Their defense hasn't played uh, as well as I thought they would have this year, but their offense has played better than I thought they would have this year. Uh, with J.D. McKissick and with uh, Antonio Gibson in the backfield, they really have a nice zoom and boom punch where, you know, they've got a guy who can receive. They've got a, you know, real good between the guards type of back uh, in Gibson. They've got three weapons who, you know, teams like teams like Washington and Detroit and the Jets uh, the Chiefs, like they all have like three wide receivers who are all probably number twos on most OK teams. Uh, and so, you know, for that reason alone, the quarterback has a real easy time, um, you know, deciding where to go with the ball because nobody is super amazing uh, on Washington. Terry McLaurin is very good. He's probably, you know, around the 14th best receiver in the league, which is, you know, very good. Uh, but Jahan Dotson's not going to be that far behind him. And Curtis Samuel is not going to be that far behind Jahan Dotson. And so Carson Wentz has three really good options to throw the football to, no matter who's covered. Uh, and for that reason, they're the best of the below average teams. And I would look for them to get better as their defense comes along under Ron Rivera. Now we go to the above average teams, maybe one of the most underachieving teams in the league, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, for those of you guys that pay attention to what I put out, I predicted that the Bengals would miss the playoffs this season uh, but I also did not predict them to lose to the Steelers or uh, after Dak went down, I did not predict that they would lose to the Dakless Cowboys. Uh, it feels like they're a better team than what they've played, but I also didn't think they were going to be a great team. So I'm kind of confused uh, about what I'm looking at right now. I mean, this is probably the highest 0-2 team that I have on the list. It's probably the only 0-2 team in the above average category. Um, it's just they have they have too many good players. They have easily the best receivers in the NFL between Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. They've got a top five running back in Joe Mixon. They have a retooled offensive line that we all assumed was going to get better, but it didn't. I'm waiting for this offensive line to click. As of right now, they're the worst offensive line in the league. And last year, they weren't even that bad. Somehow, somehow they replaced four starters and got worse. Uh, it's going to gel eventually. It's just going to take time. The Steelers, uh, even without TJ Watt, their defense is still very good. Um, but as long as you have Mitch Trubisky at quarterback, your defense is your offense is not going to be good at all. Najee Harris has been a little banged up, so he's been kind of on a pitch count. And you know, for that reason alone, I would consider going with Kenny Pickett because you've got to have that high upside. Right now, I think they they lead the division at one and one. Um, and so there's a chance that they could get an, a life infusion with Kenny Pickett, but Kenny Pickett has a Jameis Winston quality where he might, you know, lose you as many games as he wins you, uh, you know, just throwing interceptions, throwing touchdowns. Uh, the Broncos at 14. I love the Broncos defense. It, it always plays better than they are now without Vic Fangio. We'll see how long that can last. Um, so far they've played two pretty bad offenses in the Texans and the Seahawks. We'll see how, how it fares when they play against real competition. 
Uh, and their offensive line is good. Their running backs are good. Their wide receivers are okay. Um, it's just right now Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett are not good at all. Like, neither of them are good at their jobs. Uh, so we'll see how long that lasts. They have all the pieces to be a top team. Again, this is a team that I did not have making the playoffs, but I also didn't expect them to be this bad. We'll see how long that lasts. The Detroit Lions. Now, this might be the year that I've seen uh, in watching the NFL. The Lions get hyped the most. In 2016, the Lions won nine games. They had eight fourth quarter comebacks. Matthew Stafford had, uh, you know, he set the the single season record for the most fourth quarter comebacks. Um, you know, they were they were kicking you know 60 yard field goals to win. They were you know scoring touchdowns in overtime on you know two play drives. Um, and still, I don't think the Lions have ever been this hyped. I believe that by the year's end, the Lions will have a top five offense in points per game. Um, to me, they have one of the two best offensive lines in the league between the Chiefs and the Lions. They've got a really good set of running backs in DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. Their wide receivers so far have been very good with Amon Ross, St. Brown, DJ Shark, Josh Reynolds, those guys, plus – Halfway through the season, they're going to be getting the infusion of bringing in Jamison Williams, who's going to be like 6'1", I think, uh, and he's incredibly fast. Uh, the only question about this team really is, you know, can Jared Goff get his guys the football and can the defense make enough stops? Watch for the Lions to, you know, be in a lot of shootouts. I don't think Vegas has quite adjusted to them yet. They're going to – you're going to want a lot of overs on the Lions. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are – a team that so many people have in their top five. And I just, it's just not there. Tom Brady is, he's not Thanos, not anymore. He's not collecting infinity stones. Tom Brady right now is Iron Man sitting in the ship after he's been, you know, stranded for 20 some days, whatever. He's starving. He is sick. He doesn't want to be there. The offensive line is not as a good, is not as good as it was last year. And because of that, their offense overall looks horrendous. I mean, we, we've seen it through two games. I think their offense has put up 20 points per game, which to me, no, I think it's been less than that because I think their defense has scored a few points too. Um, they're probably only scoring like 18 points per game. Their offense is absolutely the problem. Uh, you know, without a fully healthy Chris Godwin, you know, that's going to be a problem. Without Gronk there, that's going to be a problem. OJ Howard is gone. That's a problem. Like I said, the offensive line, Mike Evans is suspended for a game against Green Bay. They absolutely need any NFC game they can win, especially against a contender. And then we'll see how long Julio Jones can stay healthy. Uh, I love Julio Jones, but I mean, at this point in his career, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's, you know, Anthony Davis, he's Kawhi Leonard. He's not going to be playing in every single game. Uh, the New Orleans Saints, uh, you know, one of the higher teams just on that fringe of top 10. I'm extremely high on the Saints. Uh, they're one and one, and I think they've played awful football in both games. And, you know, I had them, I started them uh, before the season, probably somewhere around the seventh, seventh ranked team. Uh, you know, but so far they've dropped below the 49ers, below the, the Vikings, below the Dolphins. They, they are not playing good football at all. And it is just a matter of time before Jameis starts to click with Chris Olave and Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry and Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, just an amazing set of weapons. The offensive line is still good, even without Teron Armstead. They're going to be getting back uh, their first round uh, their first round offensive lineman. I 
think it was Trevor Penning. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. Um, but he's going to be coming back and he's going to be a real addition, you know, sometime mid late in the season, some maybe around Thanksgiving. Uh, the secondary is going to be one of the best in the league and the pass rush is as good as it's always been. So look for the saints to potentially get better than the 11 spot, the 10 spot, uh, with this, with the San Francisco 49ers, they're going to be here for most of the season between eight and 14. Uh, I think that's, I think that's where you can go with Jimmy Garoppolo. As long as he's playing, you have a hard floor and you have a hard ceiling. There's not much to say about them. They have one of the best players at every single position in the NFL. It's just whether or not, you know, they can put it all together. The Minnesota Vikings are a team with, one of the most potent offenses in the NFL, their offensive line needs to get better. It hasn't played well through two games. And Dalvin Cook has been awful. Kirk Cousins has just been below average, and that's not what he is. Uh, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, they're obviously, you know, great. They they are who they are. They are him. Uh, Irv Smith, the tight end, is playing a lot better than he normally does. And the defense is just slightly below average. That's what we knew it was going to be last year. Um but they do have a very impressive win against Green Bay and a very defeating loss against um, the Philadelphia Eagles. I think both games were like the same margin of points. This honestly might be the same score. But either way, I believe in the Vikings and I believe in their offense to put it all together. We'll see what they do. Um, I think they're probably going to cap out this season somewhere around eight or nine. Wrong way. And then here we have the cream of the crop. So we've got the bottom of the barrel, below average, above average, Cream of the cop, right, crop right here. These are the best teams in the NFL. The Dolphins at number eight, they have put it together so well offensively, and they still have all of the good defensive players that Brian Flores brought in, that their defense is still playing well. It's just how long can, in the modern NFL, how long can Tua Tagovailoa play the Drew Brees role of you know, short, accurate passes, you know, getting the getting the ball to guys who break coverage, anything like that. If you are the best in the league at anything, you can be a winner at quarterback. So if you are the best in the league at the deep ball, you can be a winner. If you are the best in the league at not throwing interceptions like Aaron Rodgers is, you can be a winner. Drew Brees, if you are the best in the league at getting your ball to the receivers – Getting, getting the ball accurately to the receivers, if you're the best in the league at that 70% uh, accuracy, you can and will be a winner, and that's what I expect from Tua. We'll see how long he can keep it up. So far, he's been a good quarterback. It's just been a lack of weapons. Now he's got the weapons. I don't think he's going to be the world beater that he was against Baltimore, but we'll see. The Packers have one of the best rosters in the entire National Football League. Uh, you know, they've got – Hand in hand with Buffalo, they've got the best secondary in the NFL. The Saints are going to be right there with them. They've got an incredibly, I would say, deep front seven. Uh, they've got a lot of guys. They have two first-round picks, out, both out of the University of Georgia, uh, that they drafted uh, this last year. Their offensive line is, you know, as good as it's been in the last couple of years. Their running backs, I think, are better now than they've ever been. Their receivers are exactly where, you know, the question on this team is how far can Aaron Rodgers take these receivers? I think Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson are going to get better in the system because they need to know they need to know their routes better. And that's really been the struggle. Uh, so for now, you know, we'll see they've lost to a good team and they've beaten up on a bad team. 
Uh, I think that the test this week against Tampa Bay is going to be the serious uh, measuring stick for how good this offense can be. The Rams at six, they are one and one. They've, they've lost horribly to a great team and they've barely beaten a bad team. I'm very nervous. I had them at one going into the season. I dropped them down to about four after week one, and now I'm dropping them to six after week two. Uh, If their offensive line can't put it together and their running game doesn't come along and Matthew Stafford keeps throwing interceptions and their defense continues to give up big plays, they might not be a playoff team. And that's crazy to say because we all thought the NFC West was going to be a great division. They, they could end up being a nine-win team that wins the NFC West or a 10-win team that wins the NFC West. But we'll have to monitor how well Sean McVay can get them to put it together. At five, I've got the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Ravens are my preseason pick for the Super Bowl. Haven't abandoned that yet. It's just any time that your defense gives up 22 fourth-quarter points, uh, you know, you have obvious things that you need to learn, and we'll see what they do and if they can put that back together. But Lamar Jackson is as good as any quarterback is in the entire National Football League, Uh, and he will be every single time that he plays. Mark Andrews is, you know, a top three tight end. They don't have a lot in the way of wide receivers. They don't have a lot in the way of running backs. So far, their offensive line has been pretty good. Their defense has not been fantastic. You know, they they shut down the Jets, which, you know, take that how it is. Uh, And then they, you know, gave up 40 to the Dolphins or whatever it was. Um, we'll see if, you know, Marlon Humphrey and, um, Marcus Peters and uh, the safety out of Notre Dame, Kyle Hamilton, we'll see if they can put it all together and we'll see if, you know, Devin Duvernay and Rashad Bateman, the offense kind of comes together, you know, some, some wide receivers need to step up. Uh, but for right now I've got them at five because I think these next four teams would beat them, uh, you know, you know, in a 10 times out of 10. Not 10 times out of 10, but if they played 10 times, all these four teams would win a majority of the games. The Chargers, same thing as the 49ers. I just think they're slightly better. They have one of the best players at every position in the NFL. They've got, you know, Corey Lindsley at center, Rashawn Slater at left tackle. Um, They've got Zion Johnson at right guard. Maybe he's left guard. I can't remember. Um, You know, an incredibly great offensive line. They are one of the, I'd say, second or third, third or fourth best offensive line in the league. Uh, They've got Austin Eckler, who is just amazing at getting the ball and getting yards and getting touchdowns. They've got uh, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams when Keenan Allen comes back. Gerald Everett, who, you know, he is a severely underrated tight end. He was the better tight end in, in Los Angeles on the Rams between him and Tyler Higbee. He went to the Seahawks. He kind of died because, you know, Russell Wilson and Geno Smith, Um, they're either not good quarterbacks or they don't really throw to the tight end. But I mean, what we know from Justin Herbert is he likes big bodies. Uh, he likes separation and he likes big bodies, you know, Mike Williams, Gerald Everett, he's doing really well there. The chargers also have, you know, on the defensive line, they've got Joey Bosa and they've got Khalil Mack. They've got Asante Samuel and JC Jackson and Derwin James in the secondary, just absolute elite football players everywhere. It's whether or not they can put it all together uh, and continue to win football games, you know, under the amazing play of Justin Herbert. Philadelphia Eagles right now are the front runners in the NFC to me. 
if I had to place a bet as to say who would win the NFC, it's clearly one of these three NFC teams right here, but I think that the Eagles should be the favorite. They've gotten to that point. They deserve to be there. They probably have the best combination of offensive line and defensive line in the entire NFL. Um, you know, their balance at their, their, you know, varied rushing attack along with Jalen Hurts's rushing ability, along with the amazing receiving weapons that they have between Dallas Goddard and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. And now all of a sudden, uh, what's his name? Quez Watkins was, you know, scoring touchdowns. Just an overall balanced offense. Darius Slay, uh, still one of the premier corners in the NFL. He was in Detroit, and he still is now. We've got... The Kansas City Chiefs uh, up at number two, who really, I mean, there's no reason why the Kansas City Chiefs can't be number one, except for the fact that the Buffalo Bills exist. Kansas City, probably the best offensive line in the league. It's them in Detroit. They've got the best tight end in the league. They've got similar situation to the, to the Jets, to the Commanders, to the Lions. They've got three wide receivers in Marcus Valdez-Scantling, Nicole Hardman, and Juju Smith-Schuster, who, you know, would all be amazing number twos, but, you know, they're, they're that deep level. So Mahomes always has somewhere to go with the ball between those three and Kelsey. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, not a great running back, but he's good at what he's supposed to do, uh, and that's, you know, get yards, get space in his limited role. They have the best offensive mind in the league in Andy Reid. Their defense has enough playmakers at every position that they can do what they need to do defensively to support the offense. But like I said, Kansas City, you know, 99 out of 100 years is going to be, you know, the best team in the league, except for a year where you have the Buffalo Bills, who I, I could see this team going 17-0 in the regular season. Uh, really, injuries is the only thing that's, that's derailing the Buffalo Bills. Last year, they had the number one overall defense. They missed Tredavious White for half the season, a top five cornerback. And then they added Von Miller. This Buffalo Bills team hasn't even added Tredavious White back yet. They just have Von Miller, you know, helping spearhead that front seven. They've got a great set of, of safeties, you know, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, the, the defensive backs back there, along with arguably the best quarterback in the NFL, you know, arguably the best wide receiver. I wouldn't argue that, but he's playing like the best wide receiver in the NFL and Stephon Diggs. They've got very good complementary weapons in Jamison Crowder and Isaiah McKenzie and Gabriel Davis. And, not you know, that's not even to mention Dawson Knox. Plus, just the overall football IQ of Sean McDermott, he is on that Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick level of just knowing how to win games. For that reason, I have the Buffalo Bills at number one. The Buffalo Bills will be number one until they lose three games in a row or, you know, if they, you know, coming up to the Chiefs game if they just, you know, get their butt kicked and don't know how to play. We'll see. But until then, the Buffalo Bills are going to be known. All right, guys, thanks for watching this video. Be sure to like and subscribe. Let me know what you think in the comments down below and stay up to date on all of our future content.